0: Sahana <laughs> Om purna purna murchade purnasya purna mahaga yapurna meva va shishye de o shantisha vishanthe shirades puranam aalayam padam shankaram Loka Sankaram, Sankaram Sankaracharyam, Kesavam Vānarāyañam, Sūstra Bhāśyatū Tauvande, Bhagavantav Puna Puna, Isvaro Guru Rātmede, Mūruti Bhedavibhāgine, vyoma Yatanihaya Dakshinam Sri Harim Paramanandam, Sri Harim upadeṣṭāramīśvaraṁ Upadeshtaramishvaramisham Yapakam Vyapakam sarva Lokanam, ya sarva lokana karanam tam moksha siddhay moksha Shariya Mohur Verse number twenty-two. <tries> Atmanastat prakashatram Atmanastat prakashatram Atmanastat prakashatram yato Ātmana tat The luminosity
1: of the Self, the light of Self, the light of consciousness. <coughs> well, we may say that, but really it is not light of consciousness. <coughs> Because when we use the sixth case, light of consciousness, then consciousness possesses light, it is light that is consciousness. <coughs> so, atma, although it is atmana prakashatvam, the luminosity of atmana. So, this is again the sixth case, atmana, which is a possession, meaning that Literal meaning will be ātmā is the possessor of luminosity, you ātmā the light of the Self, the light of ātmā, light of consciousness. But really what it is is light that is ātmā. Not light of ātmā, light that is ātmā. Although we say sun, light of sun, what is sun? Light, that is sun. Light there is moon, light there is sun because they are all self-luminous. If something shines on account of something else, then it's not the light of that thing. So, for example, the sun may get reflected in a bucket of water, and that water also, you know, shines. But that is not the shining that is inherent in water. This is what well, is inherent. So, light, or to illumine is the inherent nature of the self. And what does it do? Sarva padhyat padata avasanam. Avasanam, illumination, you can call it manifestation. You illumine them. So what is illumination is that you remove the, the light, it removes the darkness and reveals the objects. You can call it manifestation also because as long as darkness is so long the object is not evident, it is not manifest, and light by dispelling darkness makes it manifest. So it eliminates, what it may eliminate? It manifests its because of light, there is consciousness, that we are aware of anything. We are aware of the objects of the world, it is because of light of consciousness. Although immediately we said that we are aware of the world, we see the colors and forms because of eyes, but again, eyes are able to see because of the mind, Because the mind is elsewhere, if we are, you know, distracted, absent-minded, then sometimes we fail to see something which is in front of us. And so, along with the eyes, mind also is required. Again, mind itself being a product of the five elements, therefore that is also material is also inert, and mind itself is... Illumined by consciousness. So consciousness eliminates the mind, which in turn eliminates the sense organs, which in turn eliminates the objects, the world. So this, this, whatever is known as this, 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 all of this is because it is consciousness or atma that, atma that eliminates, I eliminate everything, understand? Only consciousness something different this I. So you can say I live in the whole universe. Wow. What is saying it is so? But not the I that I think I am. Not the Anka. It doesn't an eliminate. Not that. The I that I really am. The content of Anka. The content of the notion of I is consciousness. And I that is consciousness illumines the whole universe. In Vedanta elimination also means sustaining by the way. Just as the dream world I eliminate. I sustain also, because from me I the world is emerged, the dream world is emerged. By I there really is sustained. So I sustain the dream world, I eliminate the dream world. So Satya and surti, Asti and Bhati, both of them always go together. To be and to shine, both of them go together, (coughs) meaning that the world exists, world shines, is due to atma, due self, there is consciousness. Okay. If atma illumines, then atma is the same category as sun and the moon and the fire, which also illuminate. Okay, then the problem with them is, the sun is there now and not then later. The fire can be there now, and the fire is not something that eternal fire comes and goes. Even sun also comes and goes. All the images that we know, they are all subject to coming and going. That means that they are not permanent. They are subject to change. They are all perishable. So just as sun, who is illuminated, and still, Subject to appearing and disappearing. Is Atma also an illuminator? Subject to appearing and disappearing? Because there is a the normal idea of illumination. Understand? So sun is illuminated that we know. So when let's say Atma is illuminated, we think okay. Atma shines a place and illuminates everything. Tari, agnani prakasha prakāswa dhikārī-tunnśār. Your ātma also is illuminated. Then like other illuminators, is no subject to appearing, disappearing, vikari changing, perishable. So second line says, na agñāni dhīptiva 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 dee. avadi. The dhīptiva luminosity of ātma, agñāni dhīptiva avad-navati, it is not like the luminosity of fire, etc. Fire is an example of a luminary. So that Atma is luminary. Prakashaka illumines everything. But the illumination of Atma is not similar to the illumination of fire, or sun, moon, etc. Why? Bhavati anhyam yato nishi. Yataha because nishi at night, āndyam bhavati, because at night there is darkness. So what's, what am I saying? We know that. So that is the kind of the luminary that sun is, where there is darkness where the sun is not. Meaning there can be a place where the sun can, is not and there can be darkness. You follow? So sun is a luminary all right, and sun dispels the darkness all right, but still sun is a location. Where the sun is, then the light is, but then it's not the sun is everywhere. Therefore sun can be present, sun can be absent, and therefore there can be light, such as at night. So that is the nature of illuminator that sun is. That even though sun is shining some place, shining in America, and still there is darkness in India and vice versa. So sun shines and still there is darkness. Understand, two things are there. So two ways we can see this. Even though sun shines, still there are areas where there is darkness because sun does not shine anywhere. Even though the fire shines, but still there is darkness where the fire is not shining. So these are the illuminators that are limited in place, in time, and ever. It's, they coexist. The sun and the darkness coexist. You follow? If atma also is limited like that, Shining here and not shining there. the ātma, then, that means that something things are not eliminated by ātma. Then they are not known. But no, ātma eliminates everything at all the times. The very time is eliminated by ātma, understand? At all the times, at all the places, at all the conditions, ātma always is. There cannot be time, cannot be a place. Cannot be a situation. Cannot be an object. When or where Atma is not. Main difference. So, sun is the luminary which is present in one place and absent in another place. Therefore, when the sun is present in some place this darkness elsewhere. This day someplace, night someplace. Kintu dhipadirupasya ajñali prakāsasya prakāsika Then what kind of luminary ātmā is? That it is even the illuminator of the sun and the fire and the moon also, meaning that the light that consciousness is, light that ātmā is, is the Eliminator of even luminaries. Meaning there where sun is not, there also light of atma is, you follow? Sun can be here and not elsewhere. Because this is a limited thing in, in space. and in time. But here, it's eliminator also the luminaries. And there even with the sun is not, everything so, atma, there cannot be that atma is not in one place. Not in one time? Not in one condition. Utpatti na na-sahidāja tra So the thing is, now, the sun does not illumine darkness. Understand that? The sun does not illumine darkness, correct? Because even though sun is, darkness still is, and therefore sun does not illumine darkness. But do we know that there is darkness? Do we know that there is light and there is darkness? How do you know? You said yesterday that eyes tell me that I don't see anything, meaning that eyes even see the darkness. When can eyes see? When the mind sees. When can it, when the consciousness, meaning that consciousness illumines the darkness also. Sun does not live in darkness. Meaning sun is a luminary There is opposed to darkness. Consciousness is not a luminary, there is opposed to darkness. Follow? So that is how the word, even though Prakasha is used, is very meaning is 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 change, is is used in a different sense. So they use the word as what Swami used to say. Use the word and withdraw it. So use our pakasha, the luminosity of Atma. So right away luminosity we understand as like sun and the moon, which are opposed to darkness, and therefore where sun is not, darkness can be there, only where the sun is, darkness is not. So we would think that the light of Atma also is such that he is opposed to darkness. So no, even darkness also is a limit. The light and darkness both an element by which in luminary, that is ātmā. So either you call it this darkness, even you can call it darkness of ignorance. Is ātmā opposed to ignorance? ātmā is consciousness, the light. Is he opposed to ignorance? ātmā is Satyam, jñānam anantam. Jñānam is knowledge. So knowledge you know is what? Opposed to ignorance. Atma also is called or knowledge. But is that the or knowledge that is opposed to ignorance? Are we aware of our ignorance? Swami, do you know Chinese language? I don't know. Is it not that I am also aware of what I do not know, that I do not know something? Is it not so? Which means that I am aware of ignorance also, That ignorance also is eliminated by awareness, you follow? Otherwise I would not know that I, I, I do not know. So what kind of light is ātma? It eliminates even a, even ignorance also. It is not opposed to ignorance also. The, so there are two kinds of knowledge now. Two kinds of light. One is a the light, then is the opposed to darkness, and there the is is a light, there is not opposed to darkness. There is a knowledge, opposed to ignorance. There is a knowledge that is not opposed to ignorance. So word knowledge is all that we have. For Atma also we use the word knowledge. For Atma also we use the word light. That's the word, but then, as you say in the morning, every word has a certain concept. Because in, for that the word is used in our common language. So we always understand light as opposed to darkness, always understand knowledge as opposed to ignorance. In that world, when they say that there is ignorance in atma, it's just, you know, it's a contradictory thing. Is it not so? You know, when you see atma is the nature of knowledge and ignorance, there so is ignorance in atma. How can it be? In fact, the question is asked, what's the locus of ignorance? Ultimately, ātma is the local of ignorance, ignorance also is located in ātma, how can it be? So this is where all the dvaita, acharyas are thrown off, so what are you talking about? How can there be, how can there be night in sun, how can it be? ātma is conscious, how can there be ignorance? You are seeing ātma is ignorant, when ātma is of the nature of knowledge, how can be ignorant? So That's why this Shankaraja is dismissed. He doesn't know the basic things. But here we are talking about the noise that is unopposed to ignorance. Otherwise there would be no ignorance because Atma is always present is my own self, always shining. Then there is no samsara at all. If Atma is opposed to ignorance, there is no ignorance. No ignorance, then there is no ahankara, mamaka. There is no samsara at all. There is no samsara. But Atma is very much shining in his own glory and still Samsara is there. The Atma is such thing that it even illumines Samsara. So it doesn't say, talk anything. He is a witness. It witnesses that I am sad, I am unhappy, it doesn't do anything, you know. The common question they ask is, Swami, you are saying that the Atma, Ishwara, is a self of all, yes? Self of a thief also? The criminal also? Yes? The, how to say yes? How come it doesn't stop this thief from doing what it does? How can you see Ishvara is that? Why does not Ishvara stop this criminal from doing what he is doing? Why? What kind of Ishvara is that? Who doesn't do anything? doesn't stop. Our Ishvara he destroys. You know, huh? This Ishvara doesn't do anything. Just watches. I'm, I'm suffering, I'm miserable. Still he watches. All crime is taking place. Still he watches. What kind of God is this? Tell me, what kind of God is this? Can God be equally present? The next word is Samaha. Samaha is equally present. That means equally present and saying that as well as the same. How can it be? Meaning, God is equally present in, in, a, in a criminal also, or worse thing, they are all are. Rāvāṇā is the herenikāsī, you can't imagine the kind of criminals that they were, you know. These criminals are nothing. Anyway, or maybe they are, I don't know, these days the criminals that we hear, they may surpass even herenikāsī, why do not know? But then, still. He srotrasa Shrotram. who makes it possible for the ears to hear? Atma. Sruktrasvosam manasovanov. Who is it? Because of whom the mind thinks? Atma. Vācha ho vatam. Speech and the speech. Who who makes it possible speech to talk? You know, criminal is thinking all criminal thoughts, that means you are saying that Atma limits mind, he limits thoughts, he limits all criminal thoughts also? He should stop right there, so that crime doesn't happen. I wish that was so, but that's not so. Because he's unopposed to everything. He provides satta and swit to everything. He provides existence and, you know, shining to everything. Therefore, a criminal thought also is, it also shines in light of ātmā. To understand the word jñāna, the word of prakāsya, so he's explained here. So two ways we can understand this. One is the sun is literally all right, but in spite of sun shining there can be darkness because sun shines only in a place and a time limited and therefore there is a time and place where the sun is not, which is where the darkness is. So darkness can coexist with sun in a way. Or secondly, mean, darkness can be the same time the sun is not the same place the same time it can be. Secondly, sun is a light that is opposed to darkness. Poor darkness, no chance to exist where the sun is. That's it, gone. Atma is not like that. Meaning, light that Atma is, is not confined to a place or time, everything is illumined simultaneously, all place and time included. And secondly, Atma is light of knowledge, there is not opposed to the darkness of ignorance, Atma illumines even darkness, even ignorance also. So, Prakasha is the word used. This is what we should understand. Meaning, the conventional meaning you of know, Prakasha has to be given up. It's called Tatpar, then we should understand in what sense the sh- shruti or shastra hai, or scripture uses the word prakasha. Yual jnam. So much energy is required. Satyam we know what jnanam is. No, that's a different kind of jnana We know sātyam, no? That's different kind of Satyam. Satyam that we know is opposed to nutam. Truth that we know is opposed to false. This truth is not like that. It also sustains false. People are thrown off. That is why they are thrown off. Meaning that to know this satyam, satyam that we understand, for practicing satyam, all you need to do is to give up mit- false. To speak truth, to be a truthful person, all you need to do is what? To give the falsehood. But to be atma in satyam, even this satyam also has to be given up. You follow? Satyam that Atma is even transcends this Satyam. Because this Satyam is relative. So these are all, this light is a relative light. Knowledge is relative knowledge. Knowledge that Atma is, is not relative. Truth that Atma is, is not relative. Therefore to know that truth, you to transcend this truth also ye yeah, dharma madharma cha obe satyan hride te ne obe satyan hride ek twa says in mahabharata the teacher oh my son ka give up dharma and dharma so first we give up dharma my identity sticking to dharma but even when you are following, you are a dharma atma, you are a righteous person, still you are a person. Righteousness also is a notion, also a hankara. Good a hankara, but a hankara does. limits you, because you are righteous, means you are opposed to unrighteous. Te dharmam, adharmam jaya. satya Give the satya and amrutam, the true and false. Ube satya mean, Give all these relative things. That is where the difficulty is. It's easier to give up the asatya or false in, you know, in, by, by sticking to satya. But this also is to be given up so many <coughs> having given up satya and anuta, true and false, then finally you give up what? You give up, the give up also. So that's the kind of giving up is required. That's Vairagya. See, why does this author say Vairagya de The four, four qualifications being with Vairagya, dispassion. Dispassion to that extent that I am a, I am valid to truth, be dispassionate to that also. I am a righteous person, be dispassionate to that also. I am a good person, be dispassionate to that also. So Vairāgya goes to that extent. <coughs> anyway, so that's what the idea is here. So thus, this section dealing with Atman atma viveka or discrimination of the self from the non-self is being now concluded in the next verse, verse twenty-three.
0: देहो ho mitya
1: Mamāya mitya pigñātvā Gatandrasteva sarvadā So the Atma Atma Veda, how Atma is totally different from Anatma. How the characteristics of Atma are totally in contrast with the characteristics of Anatma. So their body stands for anatma non-self. I am Muda. Look at this Muda, this deluded fellow. Muda means one who is Possesses moha, you know. Moha vaichitya. Moha means aviveka, Vaichitya. aviveka. Seeing something that is not there. Moha means superimposing something upon something else. Same something which is not there. For example, seeing a snake where in fact there is a rope is called moha. So we use the word moha in our language in a slightly different way. Infatuation. That's what moha is. Not that. The word moha is not used in infatuation. In a way infatuation is still aviveka. Projecting something that is not there. So seeing snake, whether it's robe is called, moha or Aviveka or non-discrimination or adhyasa or projection. You say, you are projecting snake upon the rope. You are seeing snake where it is not there. Because you cannot discriminate between what is there and what is not there. (coughs) Who is muda? One way is this moha. This kind of non-discrimination is called muda. Okay, muda. Often translated as a fool, but no, it is a technical word. Not just fool, even a very intelligent person also can fall in this category, mood. The world-wise intelligent can be spiritually a fool, you know. Bhadra govinam Bhadra govinam Govinda, Mate. So Bada sonitani. you fool! But no, the foolish in terms of spirituality, you may not be a fool. That fellow was a scholar, to whom this was this verse was told. Was a scholar of grammar, not a fool, I'm still fool. So look at the foolishness in this person. Deho smiti, I am mudha, aham, pratyagatma. What did he say? Deho smiti, I am the body. Why do you call him fool? Why do you call him mood? Why do you call him deluded? Even the mama is mine, even while knowing that the body is mine. Very often we display this wisdom. Good day, doctor. Something with the problem with my head with my stomach, with my shoulder. So I call the head is my head, stomach is my stomach, shoulder is my shoulder, body is my body. I think my body is uh, not doing well, it's very weak. So mama, even while knowing that the body is mine, and still, he says, I am the body, so that's where foolishness comes. That's where the delusion comes. If he never knew that the body is mine, and never we thought that I am the bodily, that's understandable. But this fellow himself very often says, this is my body. Then right away he jumps, I am the body. That's called vasana, you know. So you say that habitual thing. Habitual pattern of thinking. Habitual identification. Sometimes we become wise and right away fall into old rut. So all of us talk very intelligently. In our discussions and things, you know, but then as soon as you put on your footwear you find ourselves where we were. Because that identification is very strong. So am ayam muru dhrtva tishthari ahojana. Tishthari de, de means what remains, can doesn't do anything. You think that a thinking person would think. See, just now I went to the doctor and I said, what has happened to my body? What has happened to my mind? We say that also. We go to the doctors of the mind also. Because sometimes you hear from mother, you know, children, don't come near me. My mind is not in the right place. She would warn us, you know, not go near that. So knows that this is my mind. What's the problem with my eyes? My eyes, my ears, and still I say, I am blind. Means what? I am the eyes. I am deaf. Means what? I am the ear. I am fat. Means what? Nobody says, I am the body. That is true. But when I say, I am fat or lean, in effect, I am saying, I am the body. From my behavior itself, you know that this solo takes body to himself. So the body language itself is very clear. Where I am coming from? You are coming from taking the body as yourself. So, he is called mood, he is called deluded because he has knowledge, I am, this body is mine, and still, he calls his body his I, and does not see the contradiction. Fails to see the contradiction, and never doesn't do anything. If you see the contradiction, you will do something. So wait a minute, yesterday I saw this here, how can it be here? When we see something, then we do something about it. When I went out, I closed this door. It is open. Wait a minute. You investigate. How come is it open? Is it broken open? What has happened? Alarm? Yeah. You know? So that is what we always do when we find a contradiction. But a contradiction persists in our life. Where we call this body as ours, mine, and then I call body as I. This study he remains, krta buddhya nirvya bhavati he remains contented with this declaration that I am the body. Nothing happens to him. Aho, janah, there is the word Aho, is an exclamation. Aho, mahadaka. Look at the ignorance. Shankaracharya says in one place, look at this, let's say the glory of ignorance if you want to call it. Sankarajaya says in said that without being told this fellow takes the bodies to be I and this to be I and this is my son and my daughter and my father and my mother, etc. Even though told million times you are Brahman, he doesn't take that. And without being told, this is my father, my son, my Oh, what? So Sankarajaya exclaims what an impact, how great this maya is. So therefore they use the word maya. Maya creates a delusion. Maya like magic. Her magician creates a delusion. When we take to be real, what is in fact not there. So he just produces a hundred dollar bill in front of me, it's nothing but a piece of newspaper. But to me, looks like a hundred dollar bill. That's called Maya, which creates an appearance of what is not there. Creates an appearance, understand, not that it changes into hundred dollars. That Maya we would like. That kind of magic the magician would like. When he can really change, transform a newspaper piece into hundred dollar bill, that would be wonderful. No. It creates an appearance of what is not there. That's called Maya. And there were there were Maya's blamed, you know, in this culture. All this cheating you they're cheating you. This fellow is creating in you a temptation and creating all kinds of hopes and then all right and get down hundred dollar mill etc. one this fellow walks away. And then you find a piece of newspaper. They all these kind of you know this this is a, you know grapes. So uh, you notice these grapes, okay. The Swami walks out, because I'm hungry, when you come and pick it up, throw it away. Looks like grape, but no grape. There's no grapeness in there. So this is what Maya does. Keeps me always off, you know, meaning this always takes me for a ride. It's very obvious that body is mine, and still, without hesitation, I call the body as I, and do nothing about it. Remain contented. Oh, what moha, what delusion it is. Mahadagnya <coughs> miribhava. The asya-miritātparyam. It's a more great wonder that this is what it is. Ghatadrashtayava <coughs> sarvadā. He knows. Ghatadrashtayava sarvadā. Like a perceiver of a part, he never confuses a part as himself. I never said, I am part, you know. This is an object of perception, this is an object. I never ever commit the mistake of taking an object to be subject, that I am the part, unless some problem happens here, then he says, anything is possible, but for a normal person, nobody takes a part of himself, otherwise like Swami just told, you know, this fellow thought there is a cat. Still afraid of dogs, would not go out in the street. So all the relatives, you know, told him, "You," but he just would not. I'm a cat. So they took him to a professional, a therapist. The therapist was a smart person. He brought a huge, full-size mirror. For so just look at me. Who am I? You're a human being. Look at this, then ask him to see his reflection in the mirror. What is the reflection? Human being? He says, it's human being. Then who are you? I'm a human being. Are you sure you're a human being? You're not a cat? No? I'm a human being? Convinced? Went home and even then all relatives thought that the problem is solved. After three days, this therapist again gets a call from his family members. There's some problem. I what problem? I thought we solved the problem, therapy says. Yeah, you solve the problem, but still this one doesn't go out. says, why? He's convinced that he's not a cat. He's convinced that he's cat. But he says, the dogs are not convinced, you know. <laughs> it is not likely that something like this would happen, but anyway... That you take an objective subject is not likely. The joke is alright. Nobody calls a part itself, that I am a part. Others may call me the different thing, you huh? know. Others may call me a pot headed, etc. But I don't call myself a part. And still this body is like a part. It is an object of perception. On one hand I call it mine, knowing that I am the possessor of the body and therefore not the body. Secondly, body is as much an object of perception as the part is. And then still, I do not take the part as myself, but I take the body as myself.
0: What ignorance,
1: what maya. So, oh, that's what I say. <clears throat> so, in this manner, the, the section of Atmanatma-Vivika or discrimination between the self and non-self is concluded with this verse. Now, another question is asked. No, no, atas min lakshana, brahma, all right, Then there is ignorance. In our life there is established. How do you establish ignorance? By the product of ignorance. What does ignorance do? Ignorance creates this brahma or delusion or that knowing that body is mine, knowing that the body is object, whereas no other object I take is to be myself, so, and still I take body as I, that's called atasmin tat Superimposition is what? Superimposing that which is not that. Atat, atat means what? What is not that? For example, body is what? Atat, anatma. Tat means that. Atat, not that, you follow? So, what is the, this body? Anatma. Body is anatma. Upon that I superimpose the idea of Atma. So body is not Atma. Upon that I superimpose the idea of Atma. When I identify and proclaim I am the body, meaning I am fat, I am lean, etc. That means that I am calling this body as I. What is body? Non-I. Upon non-I, I superimpose the idea of I. If I is called Tat, suppose. What is body? Atat. Upon that, I superimpose the Tat. So this is called superimposition. There is no. If look at the rope snake example. There is not a trace of snake in the rope. Asarpa Vutayam rajvam. Sarpa ropa raju means rope. In that there is not a trace of snake. Isn't that so? And still I superimpose the idea of snake upon the rope. Atasmin. Atat means what? What is not snake? On the non-snake? I superimpose the idea of snake. For non-self, I the idea of self, you understand? It is called adhyāropa, superimposition, or adhyāsa. All right, that exists in our life, that we saw. Because in so many verses this adhyāsa was described. What? Kim vataḥparam. The ātmā is in fact partless and body is with part, and still I take body to be myself. Meaning body is definitely not atma. Atma is what? Finished color. It is partless. What is body with? It is an assembly of parts. So quite opposed to that. And still I take the body to be high. What else can there be ignorance? So this is called jhāsa or superimposition. So from that we infer that there is ignorance. Because this kind of superimposition cannot be unless there is ignorance. Unless the ignorance of atma... I could not have superimposed the idea of body upon that. So fact that I call the body as myself means that I do not know the true nature of the self. Had I known the true nature of the self, I would not look upon myself as body. So you said ignorance is something that is inferred from the effect of ignorance which is superimposition. Is that right? Superimposition exists in our life. How? Because I take the body to be myself. Meaning that I superimpose the idea of I upon body, which is non-I. And superimposition is always a product of ignorance. That means there is ignorance in our life. Therefore, knowledge has relevance. Understand? Therefore, the case for knowledge. I thought Brahma jignasa. Why knowledge of Brahman? Because of ignorance of Brahman. All right. Then the question is, what is it that dispels the ignorance? Virodi, what is opposed to ignorance, will dispel the ignorance. Knowledge will dispel the ignorance. So then, now what is that knowledge that is being told here? So ātma-jñāt, Ajñā-nivartakam, it is self-knowledge which is the, which dispels the self-ignorance. So what is the self-knowledge? What is the nature of self-knowledge? You follow? So next five verses now describe the nature of self-knowledge. <coughs> Verse twenty-four. Brahmāy vāham
0: Satchidananda and Lakshana Naham De Ho
1: Chesadrupa
0: Naham De Ho Chesadrupa
1: Understand that the word Jñāna also has two meanings. Jnanam is knowledge. So Atma is called what? Satyam jñāna Ātmā is the nature of knowledge. What kind of knowledge? Unopposed to ignorance. So there is a kind of knowledge that is unopposed to ignorance. That is why merely Ātmā does not dispel ignorance, because Ātmā eliminates self-ignorance also. Self-elimines self-ignorance also. So that self is of no use to us. Ātmā is useless for us. You follow? Doesn't do anything to us. Doesn't dispel ignorance. Who will dispel ignorance? Atma alone is to dispel ignorance. You see, in our Puranas they talk of incarnation. You know incarnation? Like Lord Krishna. So we listen to the stories in Puranas. Before the incarnation takes place, you find a Devatah approaching Lord Narayana. This poor earth is tremendous burdened by the sin of the, all these, uh, you know, these demons. So what says that I cannot bear, I can bear the load of all these mountains, I cannot bear the load of sin, please do something. So she takes the form of a cow and goes to Brahma the creator, because he has created her, so you are creator, will do something. Brahmas have created the world, but main doing things, maintain is not my part. We have to go to Lord Vishnu, whose job it is to maintain. All right. So, Brahma and all the devatars and Pruchi all of them go to Lord Vishnu. He is lying, he is sleeping. Even though he is there, all this is going on, you know. How, what kind of administration is, please tell me? What kind of administration is he doing? that in his administration, these fellows have high, you know, they have, what do you call this, these fellows have, you know, the demons do whatever they want. So what do they do? Then they pray to him. They, they chant Purusha suktam and pray to him. And then there is a divine voice in the sky, says, "Oh gods, Devatas, don't worry. I will come down to the earth and do your job. Meaning that Vishnu sleeping there is of no use to us. Only when that Vishnu comes down to the earth, then alone no he will destroy the demons. That Vishnu does not destroy the demons. Vishnu, in the form of incarnation, is opposed to demons. You follow? So, that knowledge, that is Atma, transcendental, doesn't do anything to us that knowledge must be made of the same category which is opposed to ignorance. So there is a knowledge that is unopposed to ignorance and there is knowledge that is opposed to ignorance. So we need the knowledge that is opposed to ignorance. In Vedanta is called vrutti jnana, meaning that just as Lord Narayan or Vishnu must undertake a, an embodiment such as Lord Krishna, Similarly also, this absolute knowledge which is Atma must take an embodiment. What is embodiment? The embodiment of Lord Krishna is of the same class as the body of the demons. Then he is opposed to them. Lord also should become or come down to a low level which is of the same class as those of the demons. Then alone things can be opposed to each other meaning the two things in the same class can be opposed, not a different class. So so just as Lord Narayana sleeping there is absolute reality, must become relative reality or vyavayaka satya such as the incarnation. So this knowledge, which satyam gnana, that jñāna knowledge is absolute reality. That should also become the relative reality, meaning that it will become vritti jñāna that knowledge is right on a thought, on a vritti, jñāna-vritti, or the knowledge-thought. So when that knowledge that is consciousness, rise on a knowledge, on the thought, I am Brahma, Brahman, it is that jnanam that is opposed to ignorance. Otherwise, you would have a nice time. If jnanam the ātmā is opposed to ignorance, there is no problem. But no. So that is where the sādhāna is. What is sādhāna? To bring that God on the earth, all kinds of prayers and so many the rishis are to perform penance for years and years and years. And Devutas will do so many prayers, so much has to be done for him to come down. Similarly, for this jnana Mahatma to come down on the vritti is a lot of effort. Requires grace. That is why Ishvara's grace is required. Only when Ishvara blesses us, then only incarnation will come. He decides. When will decide? When he find that our time is right for me, that these fellows deserve it. Similarly also, so we need the grace of Atma. It's called Atma Krupa. So grace of Ishwara, grace of Guru, grace of Shastra and grace of when ātma becomes gracious to us, then he comes down like an incarnation and rides on the vṛtti or the jñāna vṛtti. It's called the consciousness that is riding or in, on the vṛtti on a thought. Which thought? I am Brahmāsmi, I am Brahman. So that is called jñāna. So was jñāna was a knowledge that dispels the ignorance is now described here. Earlier was described jñāna, of the light, that is unopposed to anything that even, that eliminates ignorance. So now the author describes jnana or knowledge that dispels ignorance. <coughs> Vramevam, so this is what now, right now, what do I say? I am body, I am jiva, I am born, I am mortal, I am ignorant, I am this, I am that. So same place But right now I say that I am mortal, I am ignorant, I am unhappy. Same place where this knowledge arises, that I am Satchitananda, I am immortal. I am the nature of ananda, happiness nature of knowledge, not ignorance. So same place where right now I say I am the body, same place when I say I am Brahman. So I am Brahman is a knowledge that dispels the ignorance of the nature of I am the body. <coughs> Brahma, evaham. Brahma evaham, I am indeed Brahman, I am Brahman alone and nothing else. What kind of Brahman? Samaha. So nature of Brahman is described in various uh, adjectives or lakshanas here. Samaha. I am the same. equanimous, Same means what? I equally illimit everything. As Lord Krishna says, Samoham sarabhūteshu. I am equally the self of all the beings. So also, who is Brahman? the one that is equal to all, who accommodates all, includes all, unopposed to anything. So Brahman is unopposed to anything. For Brahman knowledge to take place, we must become what? Also unopposed. You follow? The reason why they keep on asking us to get rid of the raga dvesha is because raga is what? Partiality here, dvesha cruelty is there. That means right now I include only those where there is raga and exclude others. What is Brahman? All inclusive. So therefore all inclusiveness should become our value. In order to know Brahman that is all inclusive, some are equanimous. Whether he is saying to sinner, in absolute manner Brahman is equanimous. In a relative manner, we should also become like that. As Swami used to say, to know the self is ananda, our mind should enjoy relative ananda. It cannot be mind is sad, and then it knows I am ananda. When atma is of nature of love, we should become, you know, essentially loving people. Then only that knowledge can take... So we have to first become like Brahman. That's called value. The attitudes and values of man to make us like Brahman. Then only we qualify to know Brahman is a self. Because Brahman is a self. If Brahman is something else, then I don't have to become anything. A scientist doesn't have to become a matter that he knows because it's different. See, Brahman is myself. Therefore, I must become like Brahman to ultimately know Brahman is myself. To know the part, I need not become like part because the part is not myself. I can remain what miserable I am and still can know the part or I is, doesn't have to give, give up his ragadvesas at all, in general. He can remain what he is, as a person, and still he can be Nobel laureate. The person he can be also a manipulator, so Nobel prizes also come by a lot of, you know, politics. So what I am saying is that, the, the idea is that uh, this kind of qualification are not required for the, the knowledge of object. The tuning up is a different negative. Then you tune up with your microscope and telescope and this scope and that scope. Yes, you need the tuning of a different kind. It also requires tuning of a different kind. When so the mind is tuned to Brahman, how? Mind should become Brahman-like. So therefore we are taught these values. We cannot bypass that, understand there can, there is no shortcut. We cannot bypass anything. No miracle will happen that I get blissed out someday and something happens. People may talk about it and that may be so, I don't know. We cannot expect that to happen to us. People report, all of a sudden he was so depressed, he was going to commit suicide and all of a sudden light came into his and he became enlightened. Alright? That may be so. It may be a result of his past birth, I mean, we, we don't say that that is not so some prarabdha was remaining, for which he had to suffer what he did, and then his prarabdha got exhausted, then that's what Sankarajan explains, that maybe some karma is there, which becomes an obstacle, and when that obstacle is exhausted, then what you did earlier manifests. But we can't take those examples, I hope that someday something will happen to me, nothing will happen, we have to make it happen. completely changing or transforming ourselves, <coughs> and so these values and attitudes are taught, you know. But anyway, so, Samah, Brahman is Samah in absolute sense, Satya abhyam Sarva abhinna, without any kind of discrimination provides satta and Sphurti existence and, and awareness to everything. Everything exists and everything shines because Brahman is equal. Equal, provide existence equal to everything and shining equal to everything. Shantaha. Brahman is what? Shantaha. Or Atma is Shantaha. Pikshepa vikara. There is no vikara. In Atma, there is no vikara at all. There is no agitation at all. There is no distraction at all because things that cause distraction is upadhi. It's not there by nature. Even though mind may be extremely restless, but atma is ever tranquil. The mind can be highly disturbed. And atma that is illuminating that mind himself is what? Absolutely tranquil. Can you imagine? Absolutely tranquil atma illuminating a totally distracted or agitated mind. <coughs> Therefore to know that atma the mind also should become relatively tranquil. sat lakshana Sat means existence. Chit means awareness. Ananda means fullness. That's the Lakshanam. Lakshanam is the unique characteristic that distinguishes Atma from everything else. Nothing else is Sat. Nothing else is Chit. Nothing else is Ananda. Only Atma is Sat. Atma is Chit. Atma is anna. But Swami, we see, uh, we see this existence here also. Why do you say this doesn't exist? Where do you see existence? In existence there is what? There is ātmā. When the part seems to display parts of I am, <laughs> that I am doesn't belong to you. Belongs to what? Belongs to me, meaning ātmā. So it is the existence that ātmā is, is what shines in all names and forms. The consciousness and Atma is, it shines in all names and forms. So, without any exception, without any partiality, Satchidana Lakshandev Asti Bhati Priyam Satchidana Naam Deho Shasadrupa. So, this is what I am. The first line says, What I am. Second line says, What I am not. Naham Deho Shasadrupa. I am not the body. I am Sat, body is asat. And so Ramana Maharshi says, Vigrahendriyam pranadhitamaha namekasat tadjadam yasat. Says, Vigrahendriya pranadhitamaha. Vigraha means what? The gross body. Indriya, sense organs. Prana, the prana, the white layer. Di, the mind. Tamaha, the ignorance. Vigrahandriya pranaditama nāma. I am not that. I am not the body, not the sense organs, not the mind, not the even the ignorance. Why? I am ekam sat, tad janam yasat. I and ekam, I am sat, I am existence, I am sat, that's all asat. I am I am one, that's all many, etc. So, Inasmuch as I have, I have the characteristics that are totally contradictory to or opposed to the anātmā, I am not anātmā. <coughs> so, nāham deha asad Deha doesn't have the existence of its own. Deha exists all right, but existence belongs to ātmā, not to Deha. That is an interesting thing to know. Everything claims that I exist, all that is false claim. Only that really exists is Atma. Everything all exists in a, in a reflected existence. Only thing that shines is Atma. Everything shines in reflected light. Everything seems to be an object of happiness. Only Atma is happiness. Everything only re, reflected happiness. That's why we are all confused. We are all in fact totally taken for a ride. That's called, that's called Maya, which shows existence where it is not. So, Ananda, where it is not, and so, like these animals who take the Mirage water to be real and, and, and run at it, so poor human beings also, and all these objects, because they display Satchitananda, where it is not. So, Naham Deho Yasadrupaha Jnana it Iti Uchade The wise people call this as Jnana.
0: <coughs> okay. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashashyade Om shanti, shanti Shanti Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Bhadarayanam Sutra Bhashya Kruta Bhagavantao puna puna ishvaro guru murti vedavibhagine vyoma vadyapta dehaya murtaye namaha om shanthesha teshanthi hale om shri guru vyodamaha Hi hey, oh.